Welcome to Yoga Retreat Secrets with Hargobin. I've hosted over 400 retreats now, and I'm so excited to share the hard-earned lessons with you. My hope is this podcast will help you change more lives, share more yoga, and become more profitable in your business. If you want more, I encourage you to join my free online challenge at casaom.com slash challenge, and I'll share all my yoga retreat secrets directly with you. What's up, everybody? It's Hargobin. Hope you're having an awesome day. Today, I want to talk to you about 16 super fun excursions and experiences that I actually recommend you try on some version of your Casa Ohm Mexico trip. And these are all things that you can do within a driving distance from Puerto Morelos, a driving distance from Cancun. And even if you don't stay necessarily at Casa Ohm, if you're in the Riviera Maya area, which means Tulum, Cancun, Playa del Carmen, Puerto Morelos, Bacalar, these are all fun experiences that, that I recommend you have at some point in your life. All right, let's jump right in. So first of all, I want to say why excursions are important. Excursions are super important because they give you a chance to show people a new experience, open up their minds, gel the group, and give people shared experiences. Shared experiences is what builds community. When you think about your friends from high school or your friends from grade school, or your friends from college, the reason that you all are so tight is because of some level of shared experience. What's happened to Western culture, uh, and America in particular, is that like as adults have gotten older, there's less and less chances for really positive shared experiences. And unfortunately, a lot of that is devolving now into like hyper, hyper, um, you know, hyper fanatic uh, alignment of the political spectrum. And so the way we're creating healing essentially in these yoga retreats is bringing people together of different backgrounds, different religions, different political ideology, and giving them some kind of shared experiences that that creates real positivity and community and positive change. So the excursions are critical to, to, to the events that you're planning. Kasom is just, ah, it's just surrounded by so many good chances um, for, 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 you to, for you to deliver cool stuff to your, to your clients. So let's get into it, okay? Number one is Muyil. And I've just been having so much fun at Muyil. Muyil is about two hours south of Kasom, and it's in uh, just outside of Tulum. And it's a canal that the Mayans built by hand, and they connected two lagoons so they could, they could get their boats back and forth. So this is like rudimentary construction, hammer and chisel type of work thousands of years ago that is just epic and beautiful. You get there by boat, and it's always warm and nice, and then your captain gives you life jackets, and then you just float down the canal. And so it's like a lazy river experience in the middle of a wonder of the world. I love it. It's in the jungle, it's peaceful, it's calm, it's beautiful, everybody can experience it, and, and it gets you out, gets you in the water. What's also connected to, the, to Muyil is the ruins. And as like a quick add-on to the river float, you can go see some ancient, some ancient pyramids that the Mayans built and, and get in your kind of historical and cultural experience um, all at the same time. And if you are going from Kasom, it's about two hours down, two hours back, and then maybe about four hours, three to four hours on site 
and then you could even stop in Tulum and have dinner if you wanted to. I just don't recommend necessarily going into Tulum Beach because getting into Tulum Beach these days has so much traffic. So just think that part through if you do want to do it, but you can easily get uh, an amazing experience all kind of done in about six, seven, maybe eight hours. Number two is uh, Isla Mujeres. And Isla Mujeres is in the other direction. So it's you take you drive up about half an hour uh, to Puerto Juarez, which is in Cancun, and then you take an ultramar shuttle, uh, ultramar boat from Cancun to Isla Mujeres. That alone, to me, is a fun experience. I love those big shuttle boats. They're beautiful. People play music on it. You can buy snacks. You can hang out. You can look over at the ocean. It's just a beautiful ferry from uh, from Cancun to Isla Mujeres. In Isla Mujeres, then I recommend that you do a few things. I would start with doing a boat snorkel experience and do a boat snorkel experience where they'll take you out, take you snorkeling, generally drop you on the beach. They'll do like a fried fish or uh, a vegetarian option and you can eat right on the beach there and have a nice, you know, two hour to three hour experience. Then what I would recommend is go rent a golf cart and get a golf cart and go due east on the island to the park uh, where Isla Mujeres gets its name from. And supposedly back in the day at this park, the Mayans uh, would do different sacrifices for fertility or honor the female in, in different ways. As of today, it's just a gorgeous park. You'll get an epic sunrise. There's all these artistic sculptures there. It's a nice walk. You can walk down these steps and it's the easternmost point in all of Mexico. And it's really beautiful. There's fantastic uh, pictures to be had. It's a, it's a nice experience. And frankly, I love just riding the golf cart and, and checking out all the real estate. And you kind of get a very interesting sense of the people that moved to this island chasing a certain dream. And ultimately, a lot of them, I think, made their dreams happen. So for me, it's fun on the real estate side, the cultural side, and it's also just fun to kind of cruise around on, on golf carts. If you go in a busy part of the season, res uh, reserve your golf cart perhaps before you go snorkeling because they do sell out of those golf carts, and that, that would be a bummer. And then you can just drive your golf cart back Make sure you get on the shuttle before, you know, before it's too late and you miss the shuttle, but they really do go late. That's a fantastic, you know, kind of full day experience. Just, just think through your logistics if you're the leader and taking your groups with you because you want to just make sure that you get enough golf carts, you get everybody where they need to go and uh, bring your driver's license and, and um, yeah, and you'll have an amazing experience. The Ultramar shuttle, I want to say, is about 30 bucks round trip. Snorkeling, 35 bucks round trip. Uh, golf carts, I think it's like 20 bucks for three hours, and then probably like 40 or 50 bucks for uh, the full day. So, you know, you'll end up spending a good 80 to 100 bucks and then get dinner, you know, get dinner there somewhere in town. So, you know, you'll spend a hundred bucks or something for the day, but it's something that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Last point on the snorkeling there, they've got underwater statues that you can explore. I think they've sunk some cars. There's cool fish there. 
uh, it's 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 really a fun snorkeling experience um, to be had. All right, number number three, Cozumel. The thing I love about Cozumel is again you've got a ferry, so you're driving out to Playa del Carmen, you know, half an hour from Cozumel. Hop on the ferry, take the ferry from from Playa to Cozumel, get off at Cozumel, and um, and then you're on the island. The main thing that I love, love, love about Cozumel is the scuba diving. The scuba diving in Cozumel is probably some of the best in the world. It's better than Puerto, better than Isla Mujeres. It's just fantastic for scuba diving. Um, if you want to get scuba certified, you need three days. And it's not this boring certification that a lot of people tell me about that they do in the United States. I did my snorkeling certification with a friend of mine whose name is Delphine, and you can do that in Puerto Morelos. That is a three-day commitment, though, before you could probably go to Cozumel. But if you are scuba certified, you've got to do it at some point. It's just fantastic. If you're not going to go scuba diving, the snorkeling is pretty good, but I don't know that I would make the whole trip to Cozumel just for that. But I definitely, if you are scuba certified, go to Cozumel. It's, it's so much fun. Number four, kite surfing. I've done four days now of kite surfing at this beach called uh, uh, Isla Blanca. And Isla Blanca is north of Cancun. And this is one of the best places in the world to get uh, kite surfing trained. And the reason it's so good is because it's a lagoon. And so the wind comes off of the beach and then pushes you into the lagoon. And the lagoon is like waist high water for, uh, for hundreds of yards. So you can't really get pushed out into the sea, but you kind of get pushed out, you get knocked over, you get back up. The thing to know about kite surfing is it's going to take you about three to five days of training until you can kite surf on your own. So you're going to spend about 250 bucks for each of those days. So that's about $70 an hour for, for a one-on-one -on -one coach, your kite, and your surfboard. That is a pretty good deal, and you will have a ton of fun getting trained. I can tell you, it's going to be so much more fun once you're trained. So you are looking at an investment of about three hours a day and probably $750 to $1,250 to get yourself from not kite surfing to kite surfing. There's tons of great schools um, that I can recommend. One of them I'd recommend is Icarus, and, and they're fantastic, but I, I've done training with some other of the kite surfing schools there and and i had really nice experiences with them as well here's what i got to say about kite surfing no diesel no no motors no noise it's literally you and the wind walking on water and i think anything that we're doing that reminds us of the gods and goddesses that we've worshipped in the past, people that could fly in the sky and walk on water, is, is some experiences that you've got to have. And that goes for scuba diving, that, you know, Poseidon is the lord of the sea, and now he lives underwater, and we can go underwater too. That's incredible. Jesus walked on water. We, we worship, you know, these people of the past for their spiritual powers. 
and and now we've got a chance to do it. It's unbelievable. Kite surfing is that good, like where you harness the wind to walk on water. You guys have to go have these experiences at some point in your life. It, it's it's just the best. Number five, let's go to Koba. Okay, Koba was a major was a major city of the Mayans you know, a few thousand years ago, even before Tulum, uh, or I think they abandoned Tulum, moved to Koba, moved off of the ocean because the wind and the ocean was too powerful and they built this massive city of Koba. So this is about an hour and a half now from uh, Kassel. And it's a good half day experience and I recommend it oftentimes instead of Chichen Itza. And we'll get into Chichen Itza actually uh, in, in a little bit. But Koba is fantastic because there's a full city that's been sort of excavated. There's a giant pyramid that I think they closed since COVID, but they may have reopened. And certainly I used to climb up it all the time. And so you get this kind of epic view of, of the tree line and you can even see like dozens of other pyramids that haven't been excavated and, and sort of cleared. But, but the Mayans built tons of these incredible structures that they would use for their ceremonies and worships and sacrifice. And, and so it really kind of takes you back into that whole cultural, um, cultural experience. They have a ball court, which you might be familiar with, where they played these, these games um, that you can explore. You can walk. You can ride a bike there. Um, it's, it, it, it really, it, similar to Muyil, um, but maybe even cooler um, a, as an experience. It's about half an hour from Tulum, um, and, and it's worth it's worth a trip at, at some point. All right, coming on to number six, which is Chichen Itza. So Chichen Itza is, is definitely a wonder of the world. There's some astrological and, and architecture um, pieces of Chichen Itza that are just incredible, that they understood when the new moons were, they understood the eclipses, they built structures that looked certain ways and allowed the light in, uh, in, uh, in, in different, you know, special ways uh, aligned with the astrology. You, you really get a sense for how brilliant um, the, these people were uh, in, in, how they, in how they lived um, when you go to Chichen Itza. thing that I don't like about Chichen Itza is it's far. There is a new highway, so it's a little bit closer now, and I think it's about three and a half hours. It's also very touristy, so you could wait in line for 45 minutes to get your tickets to go in to Chichen Itza. That's happened to me before. Um, it definitely is worth it, though, if you want to sacrifice your whole day. The thing is, three and a half hours in a car there, three and a half hours back means seven hours in the car. As a retreat leader, I advise against this. You don't want to have people in the car that long. And, and a lot of times, my first-time retreat leaders, they're, they're gung-ho about doing Chichen Itza because it has pizzazz. And I get it. I, I just don't know that the, the juice is worth the squeeze, um, especially when you have other things like Muyil, you have other things like Koba, you have other things that you can, you can tag on to it. If you are going to do Chichen Itza, I highly recommend you stop at the cenote called Ekbalam. And Ekbalam is epic and gorgeous. And it's right near Merida as well. And you can kind of tag it on so people can get in the water. They can cool off. They can um, have some experience of nature. I mean, it is pretty touristy, but it's not quite as touristy as 
Chichen Itza. So it's a nice way to break up the experience um, with your people. Now, the other thing that I often do is I stop in Valladolid, which is a, a, a Spanish city, which is gorgeous. And I do take people to dinner um, in the square there. And that's also another way to break up some of your time in the car. So you could tie, you could actually make it a three-part thing where you do Chichen Itza, Ekbalam, and, uh, and Valladolid and just have dinner in Valladolid. And there's a beautiful church there. It's very romantic. It's cute. And it has that kind of ancient Spanish construction style with the church and, you know, the square and everything around it, which I just love. Um, that's how I would do Chichen Itza. And, and it is great. All right, number seven, coming back uh, closer to town, is a place called Explore. And I just took Sienna, my daughter, to Explore uh, a few days ago and just had the best time. What's great about Explore is the zip lines. The zip lines, they go high above the trees. You, you can spend, you know, there's two, two courses for the zip lines. You go about 120 feet off the ground. It's just scary enough to be fun, but it's totally safe. It's beautiful. Costs about a hundred bucks a person. So it's not cheap, but that does include, um, a, a few other things. So what else does it include? It includes a, a really nice buffet meal. So you can kind of, you can even have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. I do recommend that you go early. I think they open at 9am and go spend the whole day there. We got there at one and it closes at five. So if you go there early, you could even have lunch and dinner there. You, you kind of get your money's worth. You could do zip lines. And then we also did like these little like golf cart ATVs where you like drive through the mud and splash and everything. And Sienna loved it. I had fun. It was cool. What we didn't get to do was an underground river float. And then there's just a bunch of pools that you can kind of hang out in and have your whole spend your whole day there. They do have a second package that starts at night and it's cheaper and that starts at 5:30 and goes till 11. So you can go for a second session uh, if you want to start in the evening, but definitely I would go one or the other because they won't let you add on. So, you know, me and Sienna, we ended up spending probably, you know, a good amount of money and we only got about three hours, but honestly in the three hours we had a blast and, and it was great. Explore is my favorite of the parks. I don't recommend Ishkaret. I, I just, I don't like it. I, I didn't, I, I don't, yeah, I, I haven't had fun with it. That's one of the other parks that, that this group owns. Um, so I, I'm not, I don't put it on my list, but I'll just say, I, I you know, Ishkaret is not my jam, but the adventure side of Explore, uh, I love it and I'm into it and I recommend it. Now, coming to number eight. Okay, ruins at Tulum. Okay, Tulum ruins, if you're going to do Tulum, is probably worth it. I mean, there are some epic pictures there. There used to be a, a really spectacular beach. But I just, of all the ruins in, uh, in the area, I just, Tulum ruins are my least favorite. I, I actually, you know, um, there's like one temple there. There's some, there's some basic ruins there. But it's like, you're out in the sun, like you get the sun really will scorch you. And then there's so many people there. I've just never, I've done it three or four times and I don't take my groups there. I don't recommend it anymore. 
Um, maybe if it's your first time and you want to see Tulum Ruins, do it and you're nearby, go for it. But I'm just like, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I'm not into it like I am a bunch of the other ruins. All right, number nine, the snorkel at Puerto Morelos. The snorkel at Puerto Morelos, I do recommend if you're in Puerto Morelos. There's like, would I drive there if I wasn't staying at Cosom? I don't know. It's not as good as Isla. It's not as good as Cozumel, um, but it is good. And the fact that it's so close, you just walk out of Cozumel, hop on your boat, you know, five minutes later, you're at the reef, you snorkel around. I've seen amazing things there. I've seen barracudas. I've seen turtles. I've seen uh, mini, sh like baby sharks. I've seen all kinds of fish, lionfish. I've seen, um, uh, I've seen, uh, uh, manta rays i've seen stingrays like either it, it, it's just it is fantastic and just being in the ocean like that it is I, I love it i do it all the time i highly recommend it and again when i think about excursions i i think about how much bang can i get for the buck and actually i even think more how much bang can i get for the time invested and so any of these excursions where I don't have to travel far and can still get positive experience for people, I'm all about it. And snorkel at Puerto Morelos definitely meets that criteria. Number 10 is the Jungle Spa. Okay, it's called Colibri's Jungle Spa. And it's about 25 minutes from Casome directly west into the jungle. And this Danish couple, I believe, uh, opened up this spa and it's incredible. Uh, you can do a mud bath. You can do a temescal, which is sweat lodge. Um, they have a few different interesting, like a massage options where you do like a 60 minute massage, but then they also have like a soaking in the bath head massage. And it's, it's definitely a full day experience. They give you fruit and water, make you feel super at home. I remember this one experience I had where I was soaking in the tub and I was looking up to the, to the, um, to the trees above and there was these monkeys running by. And I just remember feeling like I am so blessed and so lucky. And this is such a special uh, experience for me to have. And so I highly recommend it. Colibri's Jungle Spa is amazing. Next spa that I want to talk about is the Fives. And say what you want to say about the Fives. They did a very nice job with their underground spa. And the Fives is just literally right around the corner. And in the underground spa, you have a hot plunge or you have a hot sauna, a cold plunge and uh, a steam room. Then you couple that with a massage. And I got to say the massage therapist that I had was this guy named Victor. I don't know if he's still there, but Victor is a phenomenal massage therapist. I think you're probably going to spend about 200 bucks for the experience and it's definitely worth it. It was very special. Um, you literally go downstairs, like, especially if you've had like enough sun, you, you've been in the sun enough, uh, like that sort of, you know, subterranean cave journey that you go on to find their, their spa space is, is definitely worth it. Um, I, I, I do recommend it. All right, number 12, okay, Zapote. Cenote Zapote is my favorite cenote. And it's my favorite cenote because the owner is this lady named Fatima. And Fatima has just 
she's just a great entrepreneur. She's a very forward-thinking, strong businesswoman with great vision and implementation and execution in what she's done with her property. At her property, she has a cenote where you can zip line. And it's about 20 feet off the water, so it's just scary enough that, you know, it'll give you a little butterfly, but it's not going to bang you up if you fall a certain way. And that is a beautiful cenote. There's a couple of jump, like short jump areas. It's gorgeous. It's fun. It's in the sun. I love it. The next cenote that she takes you to, so there's four in total that I, uh, that are sometimes in circulation. So sometimes only three out of four or two out of four are open. But the last time I went, all four were open. So the second cenote is a big jump and it's also gorgeous. You can take the stairs down. It's fun to hang out in. But the, the real highlight is like a, I think it's probably like a 30 foot and a 38 foot jump. And those are enough to like make you, you know, feel a certain way. And I, I love the jumps. You do have to be careful. People do get hurt on them. And, and so you need to, yeah, you need to just know, know your limits and know that you're, that you're going to be okay with that. But I've jumped the, the short jump and the high jump. And, and they're, they're really a lot of fun. Um, the third cenote is a cave. And this is just beautiful. Like you go in there and you can actually see in the cave where the sapote trees broke through and, and reach their water. And it's just unbelievable that these trees can break through the limestone and reach the water. It's, it's spiritual, it's symbolic, it's beautiful, it's, it's a, a work of nature. I highly recommend it. Then the last cenote is just like a tiny little cave, but it's like gorgeous that they've slowly been kind of cleaning up. Um, and, oh, and the last thing, or last two things about Sapote that I highly recommend, eat their food there. They, they really make good tacos. And also, I had a blast on the ATVs. Like, you get your own ATV, and you, kind of, you can kind of zip around their park. You pay, like, $40 more. So, you know, you're starting to spend real money, uh, you know, if you get, you know, all the cenotes plus the ATV plus the meal. But I, I recommend it. I, I had a blast. I did it last week, and I just had a really, really good time with it. But definitely go see Fatima. That's only about 30 minutes from Kasom. Doesn't even take up a full day. You can really get that all done in about, you know, three and a half or four hours, of which all, all, only an hour of it is sitting is sitting in the car. All right, let's go to um, let's go to number. Um, Let's go to number 13, okay? 13 is the catamaran trip. And man, I have done the catamaran trip twice this year. I did it once for my birthday with all my friends. And then I did it once on the New Year's retreat just, just last week. And the catamaran trip leaves uh, just outside of Puerto Morelos. It's about a 10-minute taxi ride, maybe 15-minute taxi ride to the catamaran. And then you load up the catamaran and you sail to what's called the sandbar, which is kind of near Cancun. And it's about an hour of sailing there, an hour of sailing back, and about two hours hanging out on the sandbar. And it is just spectacular. The views are incredible. To get everybody together on the boat is incredible. To, to have this shared experience is incredible. The sun is nice. The catamaran is nice. 
Um, it's really a booze cruise. And if I did it again, I would do no booze just because like, I'm not into it. I, I, I don't think it added to the experience, especially, you know, for my types of groups where we do no alcohol on site. I, I didn't make a big deal of it. Like, you know, the, the, the party growers, I mean, the, the, the party hosts, they definitely know they want to get you, you know, they want to get you, they want to get you drunk and then they want to get your tips. And, and that's cool. I get it. You know, if I were to do it again, I'd work out some other kind of deal where we get, you know, a bunch of fresh juices. We get maybe some non-alcoholic beers. We get a bunch of snacks and then, you know, we make it a little bit more of a spiritual thing, you know, do some meditation, you know, do some, some type of, you know, positive change work and, and, and do that on the boat. And then also I would, I recommend bring snacks and bring snorkel gear and bring towels. And I think that would make a better experience for everybody because they don't have snacks and they don't have snorkel gear, but you should definitely bring snorkel gear. They had a couple like rafts that we were playing on. We, you know, we were jumping off the boat. We were making little, you know, Instagram videos, you know, doing backflips and swimming underwater. And it's just a gorgeous beach or a gorgeous like sandbar because you're just floating out in the ocean in kind of like waist high water that really, um, you know, was just so much fun. Um, so I highly do recommend Catamaran. It is expensive. Between transportation and the boat, I think I paid 1800 bucks for everybody. So it's not a cheap trip. Um, so you definitely, you got to have a lot of people if, um, you're going to, if you're going to do it, but it's, yeah, it really just was spectacular. All right. Number, I think I'm, I'm lost on my numbers because I couldn't read one of my, uh, one of my handwriting here. So I, I, let's move on to what I think is 14, which is the whale sharks. So whale sharks are like these ancient creatures. They're about 150 years old. They're totally harmless. They're giant sharks. They migrate from like, uh, they migrate basically all over the world. So they go from like Australia and then they show up in Mexico in the, uh, summer. So it's only available in the summer. And I got so sick. I was like puking off of the boat, but it was such a special experience that I think it was even worth it. Even considering uh, how seasick I got. Um, it is a little crazy because it's such a tourist trap and you see all these boats sail out and then chase these whale sharks. I mean, we don't hurt them. We don't mess with them. Um, like the, the whale sharks are not really bothered by a bunch of little humans, I think swimming around them. Um, but it's special. And I guess the reason that I'm more pro uh, awareness of the oceans and the things in the oceans is just the hopes that more humans pay attention to what we're doing to the oceans and how much we're tearing it up. And that, you know, we somehow we're going to have to raise awareness and money and, 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 and all contribute to, to trying to keep all these, all these animals alive. And, um, so I, I think the gains are worth the losses. I mean, we're, yeah, we're in diesel boats chasing these guys around like kind of the crazy humans that we are, but, um, but they're also majestic. And once you get in the water with them, they're incredibly special. And hopefully, you know, as humans, we can kind of figure out how to take care of our oceans and, you know, make sure these guys can stay alive because 
once you're in there with them, you just see how tiny you really are. And, and really that, you know, there's, there's much massive, more massive creatures on this planet, you know, that have been here a lot longer than us. These guys were alive in the civil war. They're 150 years old. It's, it's, it's incredible. So I, I, I totally recommend it from, from that perspective. Um, well, that's, uh, I can't read my handwriting on my last note that I had for you. So I think that's either 15 or 16 ideas. And um, I hope you get the chance to do them all because Mexico is so special and Puerto Morelos is so special and Casa Home is uh, so special. And anything we can do, you know, anything I can do to, to help you make your experience with us even better, I want you to send me a note on Instagram. I want you to tag me in some of your pictures if you go here. And, uh, and if you know cool spots, I want you to share them with me because I'm always looking for a, for a good new adventure. And, um, and I, I just hope, uh, I hope this causes some, some good fun for you and your life. Sending you so much love. Wishing you all an awesome, awesome day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to meet me in person, come to Casa Ohm in Mexico or West Virginia. I love hearing from my podcast crew. Send me a note at facebook.com slash If you'd like to connect further, have an awesome day. <laughs>